All right, everyone. So today we have a very special guest joining us. He is a world-renowned orthopedic surgeon specializing in limb lengthening and deformity correction with a down-to-earth and modest personality who truly cares for his per uh, patient's health and happiness. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Shahab Mabubian. Hey, Dr. Rim, how are you doing today? Hey, Victor. How are you doing, man? Nice Thank to you. see you. Yeah. All right. So we all know that you're one of the best limb lengthening surgeons in the world. Um, and many of your patients I've spoken to, they speak very highly of you. Um, I myself am a fan of your work. I've been following you for the past three years on Instagram, your tips of the day, all that crazy behind the scenes, uh, you know, stuff, the Dr. Oz stuff. So, um, I just want to start off with getting a little bit of a background of how you got your start in limb lengthening. Well, limb lengthening, I really got introduced to it toward the end of my residency, uh, when I was doing it in New York, I came along a, a fellowship because uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different than what most orthopedic surgeons do, which is sports. I mean, we all do sports and it's, you know, very, very basic part of our practice, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, and I found a fellowship uh, program at hospital special surgery in New York. And I thought, Hey, let me go check it out and see what it's about. And I talked to Dr. Rosbrook and uh, Dr. Fragman who were there. And, you know, they showed me what they do and showed me some, some of their cases that they do. And I became very intrigued with it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, I always thought uh, doing something a little bit different was uh, what I wanted to do. Again, I wanted to kind of stand out, not, not do the same old thing that everybody else does. So, that came up as an opportunity. They told me that they have one spot available. So I jumped on it and uh, started my fellowship over there. Wow, that's amazing. So Dr. Rosbrick, and uh, he's kind of like a mentor to you essentially, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he was amazing. I, you know, I did my fellowship for a year over there and I saw a whole range of very, very complex cases. The, uh, the limb lengthening stuff was the easy part actually. I mean, we saw a lot of really bad deformities and people with infections that nobody else could treat. No other orthopedic surgeons uh, knew how to treat. So I learned how to deal with all these complications and really give back the life of all these people who had lost their limbs and function of their, uh, of their bodies. So it was, it was, it was a great opportunity. And, you know, I learned a lot about how to deal with complications, which I think is really important when it comes to doing these limb lengthening surgeries. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so you were in New York and you did a year there. What made you uh, go go west and uh, post up in Los Angeles, California? <laughs> well, I'm originally from L.A. You know, oh, I grew okay. up in L.A. Yeah, I, uh, you know, my family, all my friends. I mean, I did elementary school all the way till college in, in L.A. Uh, I went to undergrad at UCLA. Sorry, all those uh, USC <laughs> fans, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that's been a great rivalry. Even, even till today, I have, uh, some relatives, um, that are still going to USC and we, we still go back and forth about that. Really? Uh, but yeah, LA has always been my home and, you know, it was nice to be able to come back and set up shop here. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so not only an amazing orthopedic surgeon, but the top guy in limb lengthening as well. Um, so that's what a lot of your patients come to see you for. Obviously you, you can do bone deformity correction. Um, we've seen the plethora of, uh, different work that you work, you know, do, um, but a major, I mean, your, your, your website is called height lengthening. So you focus on cosmetic limb lengthening as one of your specialties. Um, what, let's say I was a, a 
a person, a candidate who's interested in limb lengthening and I went to your website and I applied, what is the process like after I apply on your website for limb lengthening or consultation? Uh, so usually once you put your information online uh, through our website, we get an email that, okay, well, this person is interested in coming in for a consultation. Uh, then I have staff that will send you an email back with all the pertinent information so that uh, potential patients have a lot more information that comes out of that. That email has uh, put a lot of work. We put a lot of work into that email to provide all the uh, important questions that people have regarding the procedure. And then, uh, and then we give them our opportunity to give us a call so we can actually set up a consultation to come in the office. Okay. Uh, now, currently with the uh, COVID-19 situation that everyone really can't travel or go out as much, uh, we're doing these types of Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've done that a couple of times already and it's worked out pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is a uh, viable choice for people to take. Of course, I would love for people to come into my office and we've stayed open throughout this whole crisis. Uh, we do practice all the safety uh, measure or we, we take all the safety measurements in order to keep ourselves and our patients safe. So. You know, it, it's important to be able to do a physical exam, touch and feel and see, you know, what the body is like. Um, and then we also take x-rays in-house uh, so that I could make sure that each patient uh, can get a customized uh, treatment plan for them. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That, that's amazing. So, wow, a lot of stuff. Um, you seem like you guys have that process down pat. Um, so... A lot of, I mean, you've been involved in limb lengthening for how long? How many years has it been since you? Uh, it's been about 10 years now. 10 years. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And over that time period, I mean, I know that there's been some serious advancements in the technology in limb lengthening. Um, for, for example, the introduction of the, or the improvements on the intermedullary nail, or, you know, for, as example, the precise and stride nails. That's um, right. Do you only perform uh, internal nail lengthening methods or do you do external nail or external fixators as well? So, you know, I, again, like I said, I try to customize each treatment according to what the patient wants, uh, what their uh, specific interests are, uh, what kind of payments they want to make, you know, because, again, this is a very expensive procedure. So, some people can only afford so much. And, you know, so I, I do my best to try and work out whatever I can for them to achieve their goals. Right. Uh, now for the femurs, the external devices have been a nightmare uh, since this whole process was initially started. Mm. It's a very, very painful procedure to do it with an external device. Mm -hmm. uh, so all my femurs is now standard that we do internal rods. Okay. The tibias, when we do the tibias, there is an option to do an external device, and I've done them on a few patients. Uh, but again, it's not the preferred method. The preferred mm -hmm. method is internal because there's just so many advantages to it. There's less risk of infections. Uh, it's a lot less painful. You get better stability, and uh, you know you just don't have to have a device on for as long of a period of time. So the recovery is a lot faster. So there's been so many advantages of the intramedullary uh, method that that's pretty much the standard at this point. Amazing. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so let's say that a person is, uh, you know, a candidate 
you guys screen them, you do the consultation, um, you know, they make the payment, they're ready to get the leg lengthening surgery done. And let's say this person wants to get specifically six centimeters, six centimeters in height. Um, do you have any recommendations on which bone set of bones they should get done? Like as if it's the femurs or the tibias um, based on, or does it depend on their flexibility, their health, their age? What type of, um, you know, considerations do you have to make when coming up with that decision? Well, there is a lot to consider when determining which ones to do, whether you know it's the femurs or the tibias. Uh, normally, I, I recommend doing the femurs first because not only does it have less chances of complications, but it's easier to tolerate. It's a much faster recovery. Uh, it's cheaper in sense of uh, the cost of the procedure. So if someone is, well, I don't know which one I should do, I always recommend doing the femurs first. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a, uh, uh, there's an exception. Uh, when a patient wants to do their tibias and their femurs, mm -hmm. uh, because let's say they want to go beyond the eight centimeters that the length, uh, that, that the nail has a limit of mm -hmm. eight centimeters. So let's say they want to go beyond that, they got to do the tibias and the femurs. Mm -hmm. Only then would I recommend starting on the tibias first. Okay. Uh, like I said, the femurs take a much longer time. I'm sorry, the tibias take a much longer time to recover in comparison to the femurs. So mm -hmm. that's why we want to start with the slower process first mm -hmm. and then do the femurs so that by the time they're both done, you know, the whole process and the lengthening is done together. I got it. That's, that's really smart. Yeah. Cause a lot of people have been asking me that they're like, Oh, they want to get 13 to 15 centimeters. Well, I'm like, I'm not a physician. I don't know, but I usually say that, you know, uh, two surgeries. Um, okay. So Sorry, uh, you're, you're getting cut off. I, oh. you, you got cut off there. I didn't hear what you said. Okay. I was just saying that that'll help answer a lot of people's questions. Um, because they always ask, well, which ones do they get done first if they're getting both done? And I didn't know that answer. So you, you answered that. Yeah, and usually when, when we do both the tibias and the femurs, we like to wait three to four weeks between the two procedures. Uh, you know, there have been people that say, well, I just want to get it all done and do all four segments all at once. It's, it's a terrible idea. Number one, it's, it, 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 it increases the risk of uh, complications, including pulmonary embolism or fat embolism, uh, but also it's just it's just a, too much surgery, both for me and for my patient. It, it, you know, it just, it, it's a long procedure as it is. Yeah. So to double it up, it, you know, it, it's just too much. Gotcha. So, you know, we, we have to kind of split it apart and, uh, you know, wait three to four weeks to let the body kind of recover before doing the second procedure. I see. That makes sense. Okay. And after the initial surgery for, let's just say they got the tibias done, um, how long, how long do they have to stay in the hospital after the the procedure how many days typically i recommend they stay uh two nights two so nights. You know, they do the surgery the first day and then uh by the third day so they mm -hmm. stay two nights by the third day most i'd say 90 to 95 percent of my patients are ready to leave okay uh, sometimes they have you know a lot of pain or they have a lot of weakness and they can't get up mm -hmm. uh, uh, so that we keep them an extra day just to make mm -hmm. sure that they could get up and walk around because we don't want them leaving the hospital and falling and causing other injuries. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure, and we have the most fantastic physical therapists wow. at our hospital uh, who really make sure that the patients are nice and stable before they leave. 
Amazing. That's, that's a good process there. Um, and you mentioned pain, uh, being in a lot of pain. Obviously, I've been through the surgery myself. I had the precise nail done. I know that it is a terribly painful surgery after the, you know, the first day. What do you uh, do to help you know, manage the pain for your patients? Um, you know, it all really starts off uh, during the preoperative stages. Mm -hmm. uh, people such as yourself who are highly motivated and they, you know, they prepare themselves for, for this surgery, not just physically, but mentally also. So you have to understand there will be some pain, there will be some discomfort, but you have to fight through that. Yes. If you don't, then your recovery will take a lot longer and it will be just miserable. Mm. So mentally, you got to be prepared. And physically, uh, basically, you just got to stretch. You have to keep your muscles nice and toned prior to surgery. Uh, and and uh, most people do very well with that. Uh, you know, I always provide patients with enough pain medications to make sure that they're nice and comfortable. Mm -hmm. But of course, I don't overprescribe um, because I hate to see my patients hooked on these narcotic pain medications. So we try to, I try to limit what they take and I encourage them to focus more on physical therapy and stretching and icing mm -hmm. to help control their pain rather than just popping pills. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. That sounds like good advice there. Cause I, I, I actually stopped uh, taking pain meds at about two weeks. And I think that that's what most people say is around two weeks, your body kind of catches on to what's going on and you can manage it pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Um, so a lot of people who are in the, the leg lengthening forum um, on my YouTube and just asking tons of questions in my direct messages, they always are asking about athletics, getting back to the sports. A lot of these guys who are, uh, you know, in their mid twenties, early thirties, uh, they're athletic, you know, they want to work out, run, um, they're in sports. And the most common question I get is, Hey doc, how, how soon can I get back to my, my thing, my, my sport or whatever? after the bone consolidates. Cause obviously we know we have to go through distraction, lengthening, and then you have to let the bone heal and consolidate properly. So you don't have a, a fracture or any type of complication. What would you say is a good time frame for a 28, 28 year old male who is involved in, you know, running and likes to work out at the gym after he got a length of eight centimeters on his femurs? So listen, you got to understand, you know, this is a uh, life-changing procedure. Uh, some people expect to be back to their full potential activities uh, within a few months. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, you're not only building new bone, you're also building new muscles. Mm -hmm. And these new muscle cells that are growing and building up, they're very, very weak at the beginning. So it takes time for your body to adjust to this new length. It takes time for your muscles to build up that strength to be faster and be stronger so that you could get back to your sports. I typically tell, tell my patients that it takes approximately one year before you get back to where you were prior to your surgery. Uh, you know, I've had patients six months out and they're like, you know, I still have a limp. You know, I still feel tightness in my hips. Uh, and that's, that's normal, you know. So generally in about six months, most of my patients are jogging or running, uh, but it takes about a year before going back to like full on contact sports, such as basketball or soccer, uh, things that are very physically uh, demanding. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That so, so you got to give your body time to really recover from this procedure. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that the longer or the more you lengthen, the more time your body will need 
to recover from that new length. Mm -hmm. So someone who's only lengthened four centimeters is going to recover and be back to sports much faster than someone who's done eight centimeters. Right. Yep. And that makes perfect sense because for me, I had about just under four centimeters on my, I had a leg length discrepancy on my tibia and I was back probably within six to eight months, um, you know, running and stuff, but not lifting, you know, hundred percent till about that year, year and a half. Um, and I tell, tell guys, it's going to take time and, uh, you know, you have to, and then that, that brings me to my next question. What would you say, how would, what would you say that is the importance of, uh, stretching and range of motion post-op after the surgery? Yeah, that's really key to a really fast and good recovery. Um, I tell my patients they have to do some kind of physical therapy every day. Mm. Every day that you're lengthening, you have to do some kind of stretching or bicycling, uh, something to uh, help with your recovery. So stretching is very important. Uh, and maintaining your strength is also important. Again, you know, you're building new muscles. So you got to work those muscles to come back and be able to support your weight and be able to uh, move your body. So mm. Uh, and again, starting this process before the surgery is really key because that's really going to help uh, after surgery. The more flexible you are, the easier this process will, will be. That's amazing that you just brought that up because uh, just last week and I, I put up a video about stretching before the surgery and uh, you just hammered that point home. So awesome. Um, what would you recommend your patients instill, would you, would you say that it's important to have some sort of support network in place, uh, family, friends, uh, loved ones, just to help you cope with this, the rigors of this leg lengthening procedure? Uh, yeah, you know, like, like, like I said, this is not an easy procedure to go through. Uh, it is a life changing procedure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had people come from all over the, sorry, all over the world, and some people come alone. Mm -hmm. And they have a really, really tough time because they don't have that uh, support group, as you just mentioned. Uh, and they try to do, the, do it on their own and they really, really have a tough time. So I think it's really important to have some kind of support group, either family, friends, or someone that's going to be there to help you through the process, whether that means hiring uh, some help temporarily to get you around, to cook for you, to clean for you. Uh, just to help you, you know, move around, uh, because, you know, I do have a lot of people coming in, getting their surgeries. They wait a couple of weeks before they go back home. One of the reasons I really recommend that they go home is because of that social structure that they have at home. Gotcha. Uh, when they have someone that's supporting them, it reduces their stress on their mind, mm -hmm. which does actually help the bone grow better. And the recovery is a lot faster. Wow. There's a lot of psychology involved with this procedure. Uh, it it uh, not not only while you're going through the procedure and the way it affects your bone healing, uh, but also how how people feel afterwards. That's amazing. I didn't I didn't even think about that, but I guess that makes a lot of sense. Is that you know I had friends visiting me all the time and you know family and whatnot, and I noticed that you know I was just. I, it was tough. It was tough. Don't get me wrong, but it did make the process a lot more manageable. So that's really cool that you, you made that um, point there. Very cool. Um, now to kind of like get to the end of the procedure, the person has got, gained their length. They have consolidated. You're, you're doing final checkups to make sure that they got their, everything's good. Um, bonus, you know, solid. Um, would you say that most of your patients are content with their new height um, after the procedure? 
you know, Victor, I don't think I've had one patient that's regretted going through this procedure. Um, even, even the patients that I've had the worst time with the recovery phase, uh, patients that have had complications uh, during the procedure, they've all been super, super happy uh, after it's all done mm -hmm. because A, they've reached their goal and, you know, they've, they've dreamed of uh, being able to get to a certain height. And once they reach that goal, they're extremely happy. Mm -hmm. The confidence just goes through the roof. Mm -hmm. uh, they're able to, you know, they feel like they could achieve anything in the world. Um, I've seen patients that have really improved their love life. Mm -hmm. Their dating life has, has, has really become uh, successful. Uh, they've done better at work because again, they've, they've gained confidence. So I've, I've seen them move up in their, not, not just in their socioeconomic status, but just in their workplace. And they're just more personable. They're just mm -hmm. more talkative, able, you know, they, they just have that confidence. And like I said, you know, this procedure really has a lot of psychological effects, which is, which is really the most amazing part of this whole procedure is, is just seeing people so much happier after it's all done. Yeah, man. That, that's amazing that you say that, Dr. M, because everything you're saying is just kind of like, it's making me smile because it's so true. Like being a patient um, or, you know, like a, a leg lengthening uh, person who had it done, everything you're saying is just like, wow. It's like my confidence went up significantly. I was more open. People are like, you're like a different person, you know? And it's just crazy that, you know, you being a surgeon sees that for all your patients. That's really cool. Um, okay. Dr. M. That I have was a, so, so I have a question for you now. Now, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this procedure, not many people want to talk about that they've had it done or everyone's very hush hush about it because it's uh, not the norm. And uh, you know, it, it's, uh, look down upon a little bit <laughs> or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah there's, it, like a, there's like a stigma around it. Exactly. So, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, see how you felt after you had it done, mm -hmm. were you able to talk about it and then share with people, uh, your experience? Because I feel like, you know, a lot of patients come in and they try to do this secret, secretively, but then I have some patients that just talk about it openly and they're just a lot happier. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wanted to see, get, get your take and see what you thought about that. hundred percent. So what I've noticed is that when I was getting the surgery done, um, I didn't, I told obviously immediate family and people who would be supporting me, my support network. Um, but I didn't tell obviously my neighbors. I didn't tell, I was involved in bodybuilding at the time and I didn't tell anybody I was getting it done. Cause I didn't want that to be something like, Oh, he's getting some sort of procedure done. Um, so I did kind of keep it on the DL a little bit, but after the surgery, it was so hard to keep it a secret that it changed my life so much, uh, you know, in the positive manner. Um, you know, like you said, my confidence, you know, exponentially went up. I was so much happier, open. I was doing better in school. Like I went from being like a, a three, five GPA to like a three, seven, five, three, eight. Um, I was just, you know, at work, I was doing better. Everything, all areas of my life, I was on full throttle. So that's one of the reasons why I've kind of started this whole, um, you know, kind of coming out when talking about the limb lengthening procedure, because I want more people to realize that there's no shame in this. There's no shame in this. If they get it done, your life, you know, can, it should, it should enhance your life. Okay. If it's for you, a lot of, again, this surgery is not for everybody. Um, and I don't recommend that, but if they are qualified candidates, um, after going through your screening process and whatnot, I say that there's no shame in it. And if they can kind of 
find within them that like I am happier, then I don't think they should, you know, try to keep it on, you know, to keep it quiet at all. So from my experience, I say that the, the surgery has made me so much happier that I couldn't keep it a secret. I, I just couldn't, you know, keep it quiet. So <laughs> well, that's great. That's yeah. great. You know, I, and I think with any type of cosmetic procedure, there is some kind of stigma behind it, even with breast augmentations, hair implants. Uh, you know, there's some, I'm not saying come out and tell the world, hey, right. you know, this is what I do. But I think it's really important that you tell people that are close to you because they'll accept you no matter what. 100%. Uh, and I think it's, it's nice to have that, that support system mm -hmm. for, for the reasons we already discussed earlier. Yeah. And I'm glad that we made that point because I think a lot of people who obviously are watching the YouTube and obviously going to watch your, your Instagram and whatnot, guys, there's literally no shame in this. And I think that Dr. M made it clear is that you need that support network to heal the bone better and your recovery will be more, um, will be better as well. So man, great way, great way to end the, uh, the um, interview there. Dr. M, thank you so much. So if anybody wants to reach out to you and contact you about potentially, you know, setting up a consultation, where can they reach you? So uh, you can reach me on the website, which is heightlengthening.com. There's a lot of great information, pictures, videos, uh, you know, that explains everything about the procedure. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Instagram at heightlengthening. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of great information. Um, and, you know, I have staff that uh, will answer pretty much 95% of the questions. Uh, technical questions regarding surgeries, I'd be happy to uh, respond to those. Uh, and things that my staff can't handle, they always send it to me. Send it to me, and I'll I'll be the one that uh, answers those those questions. Uh, but yeah, please uh, make sure to uh, call in to set up the consultation because we have to put you in a specific time slot. Um, and again, if it's difficult for you to travel right now with the whole Corona situation, mm -hmm. uh, we could set up a Zoom meeting just like this. Uh, so that we could uh, get you in and then we'll plan for your surgery at a later time. Very cool. So I'll be sure to post everybody. I'll be sure to post his, uh, his website and Instagram handle in the, um, the show description. Um, so Dr. M, thank you so much for your time. Uh, would you like to leave our viewers and your, your followers with any last words about your uh, expertise in the lengthening uh, industry? Uh, so I just want everyone to understand that uh, this is not a simple, procedure by any means mm -hmm. um, some people think oh you know you just come in and get taller and that's it you know <laughs> it, but it is a it is a life-changing procedure I highly recommend you guys go to uh, the limb lengthening forum I think there's a lot of uh, great information on that read other people's diaries and what they've been through reach out reach out to others such as uh, uh, Victor who has undergone the procedure uh, just to get information about what to expect and uh, just to prepare yourself. And preparation is really key uh, for this procedure, not just physically, but psychologically as we discussed. Great. So I hope to, again, continue to help uh, uh, everyone that is looking to undergo this procedure. I'm always the one that roots for the short guy. <laughs> um, so, you know, to, to make too. him feel all better. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So you guys got a good team behind you. So you got Dr. M and me, so. World-class surgeon, world-class bodybuilder. <laughs> All right. Very cool. And I'll be seeing you, Dr. Oz, uh, I mean, Dr. Oz, Dr. M, for um, after bodybuilding, after I retire, I have, uh, I need some uh, stem cells, uh, some lead work done. <laughs> sure, and, no hey, problem. I can always use a few extra inches. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll talk about it when we get to it, man. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Dr. M. All right. Thank you. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye. You got it.